In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. The Cleveland Browns are on a run. We signed someone else. This is your number one 15 minute Cleveland Browns podcast with Jack Duffin and Ian Wright, right, right. Jack, how are you, buddy? I'm good. It's really, really polite of the Browns, to be fair, to drop one sign in a day to space it out um, all around our podcast schedule. So I know you've got some connections, Paul, but the fact that Andrew Berry has answered your request to fit in with our show schedule is uh, incredibly considerate of the chat. How many days do you think Andrew can go with signing one person a day? Do you think he'd get up to the draft or not? <laughs> it won't get up to the draft, but I, I think we could do at least another do another week, <laughs> another six or seven. Well, the, the Patriots seem to be, uh, if we had a Patriots podcast, fuck me, we'd be busy. Eh? <laughs> yeah, I'd be there having a mental breakdown because the signings are that bad. Mate, I've, oh, I've totally forgotten his name. I've totally forgotten his name. Um, one of our one of our first guests, Patriots quarterback, um, Mark Schofield. Mark, we need to get him on, don't we? We need to get back him back on the show. We'll have him on to chat quarterback post draft. Excellent, Ian. How are you, buddy? You know, I was actually thinking of resurrecting my football career and going to sign to the Arizona Cardinals because you know, being thirty-seven and the elite athlete that I am. I feel like I just have some time left. So Arizona seems like a good place to play. Think I can get a shot over there? No, sorry, mate. I've been speaking to Zane and he thinks he's going to get re-signed to the uh, Arizona Cardinals, whatever they're fucking called. They've just well, signed considering Matt they signed Matt Prater, he's not going back there. Well, yeah, there we go. Practice squad? <laughs> no, bring Zane home. Chelsea fan, he's more than welcome. But no, let's get back to the big news of the day. The big Browns news of the day is the man, the myth, the legend, PFF's seventh best coverage linebacker last season has signed with the Browns, and that is Malcolm Super Bowl MVP. Former. Future. Ooh. Hot take. Guys, Alf Ted, how excited are you about this, Jack? Six. I, I just think it's solid. It's not gonna revolutionize the game but it, it, it's them sort of solid signings that actually make a big big difference on how good you are across the season so yeah it's not one that's going to jump off the page and anyone's going oh if we didn't get him it all goes to the fan but you keep signing players like that to fill out the bottom of your roster it's probably going to be cheap it's a really really good place to be one million pound fringe players i think are great you know He's got he's got NFL experience. He knows the roster. He knows the playbook. Boom. I'm very happy. Yeah, and we don't know definitely what the finances are yet, but I'm expecting it to just be the NFL minimum um, for him, um, probably fully guaranteed. And we can use something called the veteran minimum salary benefit to save about 100000 on his deal. 
Um, it's just something they brought in uh, last season um, in the CBA to uh, help more veterans stay on the team. But Ian, what do you think of him? He was someone that was always on my dream roster all off season and uh, wasn't someone you were as excited as, as me. Here's my thing with Malcolm Smith. I actually don't mind Malcolm Smith because it kept us out of the conversation for all these other linebackers that we were kind of lukewarm about, right? You know, I know that a lot of people had linked us to Denzel Perriman and you know some of these other guys. Bringing a guy back who was consistent, who played a role, which really just seems like that's what Joe Woods wants to do. So it obviously shows that he wants to stay within the program. He wants to continue helping this team, you know, get to where it wants to get to. So I, I don't think, again, it's going to win you two or three extra games. I don't think that, you know, it's going to be as valuable of filling the gap as say that defensive end two or that, you know, cornerback position, but I'll take these type of signings all day long. Very, <laughs> there's not much risk out there with bringing him in. He's a solid veteran. You know, he brings some expertise into a young linebacking room that needs guys like Malcolm Smith. So I'm, if that's one of my just under the radar signings, bringing them back. Perfect. Let's go. Go Browns. Yeah. And I, I think it really helps the young guys. So Tacky Tacky and Phillips, they've both shown promise. Um, but there's no harm in bringing those vets around them. And I've always said, I, I just see this Browns front office having an annual tradition, the third, fourth or fifth round, they just add a linebacker every single year. And the idea is basically, hey, we'll just run a conveyor belt system. We will circulate through them and move on. And whether it's a UDFA that steps up as that other one or it's a veteran like Malcolm Smith, I, I just see that's how they're going to run this room moving forward. I don't think they want to invest big picks. But at the same time, I think they do want to invest resources there. And that sort of, hey, third to fifth, wherever the value sits every year, let's do it. Um, and, and I assume they'll do that again. Um, I think it'll be at the expense of uh, Mac Wilson, as we spoke about before, but um, it's just about keeping talent there without overpaying uh, and without being committed. If someone has a bad year, wash your hands and be done with it. I think the value is going to be in that Rover position, that Grandel put John Johnson, Ronnie Harrison. I think that's where you're going to see the value in the linebacking core because it's almost like this new NFL hybrid linebacker safety role. And I mean, there was videos you see, and you know, the Browns daily had Lindsay Terry on as well, who is explaining about how Johnson can play down by the line of scrimmage. He can play in the alley, you know, you can, so now you have three safeties that can kind of go into that linebacker hybrid safety role, robber star. There's a lot of names for it, but maybe that's where the Browns see the value in the position not necessarily your old school downhill thumping linebacker. Now it certainly could be the case. And it's why it's not as mad as it sounds that their first draft pick could still be a safety, um, <laughs> which is, is exciting. Um, and at the same time, it will stump many people, but I don't, I don't think they care too much about the traditional, Hey, you are a safety, you are a linebacker. It's a lot more, messy almost um they'd rather have a strong safety than a, a linebacker um and, and that's perfectly fine i think it's kind of along that patriot system is we're going to draft you to do this job your job is to do this it doesn't really matter where they 
they take you or they draft you. This is your job. If you have this skill set, you fit this role in the Joe Woods defense. No, a hundred percent. And I, I just think they're building something nice there. And it was probably tied first. I would say our linebacker room and our edge room last year for who played the best on defense. And people will think at first, wow, that's that's a bold statement. But our cornerbacks weren't good. Our safeties were awful. The interior kept getting beat up. Um, I, 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 it, I don't think I'd be outrageous to try and make a claim that it was our best performing room overall on defense. That I would agree with. Paul, was there any other Browns news for the day? And Juku. Gets his uh, six million, I believe. Yeah, so he's got his money. Um, we always felt like it was set to happen, but you never know. Adore Jackson got cut yesterday before he got his ten point five. I think it worked out as. Um, so no, here's his fully guaranteed. And there's been some confusion with fans. It's not like a signing bonus where he's now committed to the Browns. He's just guaranteed to be on the NFL on that deal this year. So they could easily trade it with no dead cap. Um, there are teams interested. They're, they're, the noise has been that the Browns, they would be up for moving him. So it's certainly one to keep an eye on. Um, any other Browns news today? Um, I've got some bad news, I'm afraid to say. Uh, Money Mitchell has left the Browns. Yeah, this was one. I, I don't mind Money Mitch, but I almost want to upgrade slightly. Um, so why you've got names like Adoree Jackson, um, you've got Malcolm Butler, you've got Haywood. I, I think they're there. The one we've been linked to um, quite a few different places. Um, I th- first saw it from our, our boy McNeil um, is actually Gary and Conley. Um, and that could just be there. We want a deeper guy and they'll go someone bigger as well. Um, but it certainly could be an interesting addition. It's, it's one I bang the drum for. Yeah. Conley, Conley obviously is familiar with Denzel Ward. He's a Cleveland kid. Um, first round pick with the Raiders. He's like, when we talk about, you know, that outside inside versatility, a lot of our outside boundary corner targets, you know, Gary on Conley's name kept popping up because, this is a guy who has upside, just hasn't really found a scheme that has fit him all that well. You know, he got into the Raiders, and the Raiders are turning and burning names like there's no tomorrow. I mean, I almost feel like they get paid for transaction over there for as number of times as I've seen them pop up. But, yeah, Conley's a guy, I think you bring him in, he has familiarity with Denzel Ward. I do believe they are friends, given the fact that there's autographed jersey swaps and from their time at Ohio State, so. It would not shock me at all to see Gary on Conley come in here and throw his name, especially with money, Mitch kind of opening up that cornerback three cornerback four role. I, I, again, I don't think it says that greedies are two. I don't think it says greedies are four. I think it's kind of, you're going to have a few guys that are going to be right there in that middle rep thing behind Denzel Ward that are going to fight for their going to fight for their playing time. No. And it's one that if you've got, 15 million left in salary cap space is where the Browns are at. You've got 2 million to go basically to that rookie pool once it balances out with people dropping off the bottom of the roster. Um, there's there's only so much money to go around and bringing in someone like Gary and Conley, great. It's, it's going to be really cheap. The upside's massive. Um, and we all know that there's question marks over Denzel Ward. 
purely because of his health. It's not he can't play. We know he can play. So if you had a room that's got Gary and Conley, Dory Jackson, um, Greedy Williams, Denzel Ward, you've got four guys that have all got the potential to start and be sort of certainly top 32, maybe sort of top 20 corners in, in the NFL. Will they get there? Not everyone's going to get there, but you have a lots and lots of upside. And, and that's the dream. You want to go into camp where you've got, hey, we've got four guys that we think could all be studs on the outside. That is a really, really great place to be because Andrew Berry said you can't have enough corners. And, that, and that's just the truth. You can get hit with injuries and you've got to be able, it's all right saying next man up, but when the next man up's Robert Jackson, that's not good enough. Tavier Thomas, he's still out there, Jack. The hope's still alive. I've I've uh, accepted it's not going to happen, but uh, if it does, I'll uh, I'll have a little party for one. Maybe he'll go down to Houston like every other former Brown. <laughs> it certainly could be the case, um, but no, I I think they are just aggressively going to chase these guys that were previously drafted in the first round and really go after them because yeah, why not? They they dudes worth having on your roster. And yeah, it fits frankly, the pedigree. You're going to be around a team that's going to be winning games, and that, that's good for you to get, do a one-year deal and then go and get paid. I know we've said this before. You think the Browns are done for the day? <laughs> well, no. every time I say it, people have a go at me on Twitter when nothing happens. So uh, I'm going to say we're not going to go 24 hours before doing another podcast. We will podcast again in the next 24 hours in less than that. Is Paul going to make it through the St. Patrick's Day evening to do another show? He looked cut at 10 a.m. this morning. I'm born ready for this stuff. If it's about the Cleveland Browns, I'm ready. The Guinness Challenge would say otherwise. That's fine. Uh, I just want to say thank you very much for Cleveland Gaelic football for sending me the jersey over. Thank you. Uh, Just one shout out from us. Um, guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, please take a second as finishing the podcast or putting on the next one. Just jump onto iTunes, jump onto whatever platform you're listening, hit five stars, add a review, and then just DM one one person. If everyone does one person, um, and just be like, hey guys, check check out this podcast. It takes 15 minutes to listen to because there's nothing out there that's that quick of your day. Um, and we really, really appreciate it. Numbers are going up. Obviously, there's lots more exciting stuff around free agency. Um, but it's a, a 15 minutes your day and we'll keep bringing you good content dms are always open send us any questions you've got obviously everything's focused on this but there's going to be so many times to answer questions once we get into the draft season and post draft season as well we've got some exciting stuff up our sleeve so as always unless there's any words go browns nope. go browns go browns